0: Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Thursday, October twenty second. A two and three preview episode for you guys tonight. Myself, TJ Pittenger, alongside always as always uh, Richie Steve Richie Ste- whew, Richie Barnes and Freddie Stevenson. Can't edit this one; it's live. How
1: are you guys doing tonight? Hey man, you might have been drinking some of what Richie was drinking the other night, man. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we we good on this end, man. Just got back in. I had to make a stop by GNC. Hey, I, at GNC, I've asked him I told them I left my wallet at the house, so I got a deal. So, yeah, I'm feeling good.
2: Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to be back. You know, again, still still riding a little high off that North Carolina win, and we have a, a very winnable game this weekend. So, I'm excited to talk about it.
0: We're going to break down the game with Mark Enos, who is on local radio there in Louisville. I actually grew up here in Florida and um, is from Florida, as far as I understand, but now is there in bourbon country and uh, excited to talk with him about this game this weekend. Um, As always, Double Fries No Slaw is brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. Make sure you visit both of their locations there or anywhere that you're near a Guthrie's 1818 West Tennessee street and 2550 North Monroe. Um, Richie's been asking me for like three weeks for me to send him some stickers and some koozies. I finally got those out. He texted me the other day. Like what happened to him? If you go to Guthrie's uh, or any chicken tender place, you know, you can go to the knockoffs, like Zach Zaxby's and stuff like that. And you tag us in a picture of your plate, double fries, no slaw, I will send you a sticker. Um, sign up for our Patreon. I'll send you a koozie or some T-shirts or some – we've got some books to get on and message Freddie about that. So uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash DoubleFriesPod, and we look forward to connecting with you guys there. I'm excited for Saturday, guys. I'm excited to get back in the chat. I'm excited for another FSU win. I'm excited to get to 500. Uh, I want to do another excited – um, reaction pot afterwards. I want Richie to be all sauced up. I need you to go hard because this game starts at noon. You ain't got as much yeah. time to get sauced up this week, but I need you to do some work. Maybe do bourbon. Hey, instead don't of beer this don't week. challenge
2: me with a good time, man.
0: <laughs> Maybe do bourbon instead of beer. Um, but
2: if we win, if we win, I'm going to get some bourbon. That's for sure. but Like the players it. were smoking the cigars uh, after North Carolina, the tobacco road salute. I'll, I'll get some bourbon if we beat Louisville.
0: Yeah, I'm with it. I'm, I think I'm going to bet, um, when he comes on, I'm going to bet Mark a bottle. We'll see if he'll take it up go. on it. So we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Um, Tell him you want the points. <laughs> none of that yeah, – exactly. None of that happens unless Florida State wins. So hopefully they win, but we're going to talk about it here tonight. Before we jump into that, um, our guest picker, our winner was Wyatt Fish this week. Um, Ed was in our group chat kind of jockeying for – um, his chance to come back on the pod and I didn't send him an invite because he got to come on the reaction show and we want to kind of fly through these because of our guest. but Wyatt Fish won he couldn't make it it's his grandmother's birthday so shout out Wyatt Fish's grandmother happy birthday ma'am hope you have a great day Um, and shout out Wyatt for winning the pick'em last week um, but since he can't be with us go ahead and Richie give us a recap on last week and let me extend my lead on you guys um, this week coming up can we uh can we skip the
2: recap of last week and just get into picks this week? Or do I do I have to go through this, man?
0: You can go fast. You just gotta
2: go. I want to hear it. So yeah. So why he got four out of the six right. Um TJ and Freddie both got three. Freddie got Miami, Liberty, and NC State right. TJ got Liberty, NC State, and Florida State right covering against North Carolina. Oh, and uh, man. I don't know if I've had a week like this. I went 0 for 6, so I'm here for a little redemption. People who watch the Jeff, Jeff Cameron show know he has Redemption Thursday, so I guess that's what this is for me. I, I need a Redemption Thursday. I, I cannot go over for
0: again. Do you know how, how hard did, it is to go over, even if you tried to? And I somehow pulled it off. How did Harlan do? Because he was doing really well. I think we need to throw him under the bus too. What's up here? Let's see. Harlan got – he got 2 out of 6, so he still did uh,
2: significantly better than me. He's the – uh he was brave enough to take Bama. Uh, and that paid off big time. And he took NC State just like everybody in our pool did, except for me.
0: You got too cute with that one. So, what <laughs> we did. got this week?
2: All right. So let's let's go right into this week's picks. Obviously, we'll save Florida State for last, but our opponent from last week, North Carolina, they're at home and they're laying 16 and a half points to NC State. Um, what are you guys thinking?
1: Me? What am I thinking? After what I saw last week. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it, just take the over in this game.
3: They're yeah, gonna right. score
1: they're going they're gonna score some points. Um North Carolina can't really stop anybody in NC State. They're getting hot right now. So uh I'm gonna have to take North Carolina with the spread, but if you if you're betting on this game, take the over.
0: <laughs> I like North Carolina as well to cover this one. Two words Bailey Hawkman, Carolina
2: Tar Heels cover. Um, we have the return of the Big Ten, and Ohio State's coming out, laying a big number, 26-and-a-half to Nebraska in Columbus. Justin Fields, he's been waiting for this for this opportunity. He was one of the ling- ringleaders of Bring Back Football, Let Us Play. I think he comes out on fire. Give me Ohio State, big number, they cover.
1: No, I can't go against Scott Frost first week, man. I don't know. I think it's going to be – they're going to cover. Nebraska's going to cover on that. Okay. I think I like Nebraska too here. Also, I'm not
0: picking with the guy that went on six last week. So give me Scott Frost. <laughs> I, I do think Ohio State, that's just a lot of points. I think Ohio is. State is legit, the real deal. It's just kind of like that screams back to you know, they could be up thirty five yeah. and take their stars out in the fourth because they only you know they, they're starting yeah. late. So Ohio State is much, much better. But yeah, give me give me Scott Frost here. Ryan with you, Freddie. Let's not don't, don't let me down. So let's uh we'll start with Freddie
2: on this one. Uh, Man, this is kind of a surprising line to me. Pittsburgh is at home, and uh, they're hosting Notre Dame, who's giving them 10.5 points. Freddie, is that enough, or what are you thinking here?
1: Yeah, Pitt don't really have any offense, so I'm taking Notre Dame.
2: I like Notre Dame, too. I think Freddie said it all
0: when he said that. Give me Notre
2: Dame. Yeah, that's nowhere near enough points as far as I'm concerned. I'm taking Notre Dame as well. We go to Knoxville, Tennessee, where the fighting Jeremy Pruitts, they are um, man, they're receiving 21 and a half points against number two Alabama here. Uh, TJ, start this one off. Roll Tide.
1: Yeah, they're, they're getting 21, but we can give them 28 in this game. Bama, Bama's going to roll every time they play Tennessee. Gets ugly. All
2: right, that, that, that make it another one where we're consensus pick Alabama as well. Um, Another first game of the season. So these lines, these, these are tricky, man. It's uh, Indiana, they're hosting Penn State. Number nine, Nittany Lions, and they are giving six and a half points to Indiana. Penn State wins by more than a touchdown, so I got to go with Penn State here.
1: I like Penn State.
0: Yeah, make it three. Nobody's gaining any ground (laughs) this week or losing any ground. I I like Penn State as well. Uh, We'll we'll see here. I, I got Ohio State. That's my only hope so far
2: um let's go back to our friends down south they burned me last week I, I thought Pitt could keep it close at the time in all fairness i did not realize that Pitt was going to be down to their second string quarterback but now miami's giving 11 and a half in the seminal hard rock stadium to virginia virginia is really bad i'm i reluctantly have to pick the canes here how about you freddie yeah
1: i'm Virginia's trash garbage <laughs>
2: I'm,
1: I'm taking miami
0: all right and tj um Yeah, give me UVA on this one. Uh, UVA Um, beat them last year. I'm not saying they could win again, but Miami really was lucky to cover last week, even against the backup quarterback with Pitt. So uh, Miami wins, but give me UVA to cover.
2: All right, and then the final one, our game, Florida State and Louisville, a sleepy nooner (laughs) up in Louisville, Kentucky. The Cardinals are giving us five and a half points. We'll get into this later. I'll just say this, the wrong team's favored. Florida State covers that. I'm taking them on the money line.
1: Yo, Florida state to the win. They
2: cover. Who I think we cover that. There we go. That's this week's pick them. Um, real quick, let me go to the season standings. Cause at least the three of us, well, Freddie, you kind of slacked a little bit at first, but you're getting back into it now. And uh, so overall, TJ, you, you jumped me with my O for last week. You're in first with 17. Our winner last week, Wyatt is up to 16, uh, Sean, uh, I'm not going to butcher your last name. I think it's Padrian. Um, He's at 16 as Prigdon. well. Prigden. Yep. Okay, yeah. that sounds more. That sounds better. So we'll go with Prigden. Um, I'm at 15, so only two back. But yeah, last week just really killed me. Um, and Freddie, we'll, we'll have to go and true up what your actual number is because I know you you had some pretty good picks the first few weeks, but didn't register them. So we're we're all still in this one. Um, and the over unders, which we'll get into later, that, that's pretty tight as well. So a, a lot of good things going on for mid season so far.
0: I'm liking the picks. I like the picks every week, and um, I like when we have the guest pickers on. I like when the when the fans come in and get it. So hopefully somebody, hopefully whoever wins this week out of the patreons can uh, can be here next week to do the picks with us. Um, we are going to jump into a new segment. This is something that's super cool, and I'm super excited to announce. Uh, we are going to do a segment called Trey Roland's Drive Through. Um, really, really. Excited for Trey. I, I was faithful listener to the roll cast. Obviously, Richie was on every episode helping out there. Uh, I know a lot of people wanted to hear from Trey for a long time. He's working with the guys over at Tomahawk Nation on, oh, completely forgot what the name of, of their. Um, triple option, triple, options. triple option. Yeah. Yep. Of their recap is does really, really good video work. there. not quite as good as Freddie. Sorry, Trey, uh, <laughs> but Trey recorded and had put forward a video that we are going to play Trey's drive-through thoughts. Um, little recap from last week, little preview of Louisville. Hopefully you guys enjoy this. If you don't enjoy it at him and tell him how terrible it was, but at least how good his hair and his beard look. We are currently in conversation with a couple of people that are, considering sponsoring this segment if you are interested in that at all shoot me a dm or shoot the pod a dm double fries pod and we'll chat with you about that maybe get about ten thousand or so eyes on your business product or service um which i think will help you as well as help us um harlan go ahead and take it away let's roll trey Rollins drive through
3: Hey, everybody. This is your man. This is your boy, Trey Roland, and you are here for the first of many glorious editions of Trey Roland's drive Through, presented by Double Fries No Slaw, sponsored by the fine folks at Guthrie's of Tallahassee. Copyright Registered Trademark, registered, Trademark, Copyright Copyright 2020, Registered Trademark. Listen, if you don't know me, that's your loss. I'm the former host of the defunct podcast, the Rollcast, the show that spawned the super producer, now cocooned into a beautiful butterfly of a super host, Richie Barnes. I don't do that anymore. I'm out of the podcast game. Just helping out my boys here. You can catch me though. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of video work for the boys at Tomahawk Nation. Got a got a little video series going on. The Triple Option. I'm a less douchey and far more talented Chris Fowler and we're breaking down some game film with some, uh, some other guys that are much smarter than me, though not quite as accomplished in the facial hair area. But listen, I'll be coming to you every week, give you a little breakdown of the game and then also a little preview of the upcoming game and I'm doing it all from my spacious family German SUV because this is the drive through and listen, it's 36 degrees outside I'm in the middle of the butt crack of Iowa. But gosh darn it, it feels like it's sunny in 75 because the Knowles just came on for 31-28 victory over the evil, disgusting, disreputable Tar Heels of North Carolina. The offense had a, just, a, just, a, just a gritty, a gutsy performance led by the iron will of Jordan Travis and the Terminator-like legs. Of Mississippi State or Mississippi JUCO transfer LaDamian Webb, and the defense played energized, just tons of energy, tons of passion. Played played uh, with the energy of a of a long haul trucker, just fueled by five hour energy and gas station dick pills. It was just a it was just a performance for the ages. Got a little hairy at the end, little little spooky playing the number five team in the country, but the Knolls stood tall at the end. They pulled out the upset at home, a program-defining victory. Mike Norvell got to, got to take a sledgehammer and just, just break something like he was Hunter Hurst Helmsley from 2003. It was glorious, and it sets up for a matchup with the 1-4 in four Louisville Cardinals on the road. However, don't let the record fool you. Louisville's a solid club. They uh, They're going through a three-game losing streak right now, all close games, close losses to Miami. To pit, a uh, close 12-7 loss to Notre Dame in a game with very weird, windy, midwesty conditions. Just it, it, just it's an it's an enigmatic team. They went from the uh, from the the scooter riding, the player chiding, the defense beaten, and the wife beating madman that was Bobby Petrino, to their current head coach, who is a piece of dry white toast with legs, Scott Satterfield. However, Boring white toastiness aside, my man Scott Satterfield is a respected coach. Helmed the uh, home the very respectable Appalachian State program and is uh, is doing a, a little bit of cultural overhaul at Louisville. And it's got them playing at a respectable level. So much, in fact, that the Knolls even coming off, coming off a win over the number five team in the country. They're around a touchdown underdog on the road for a nooner. Spooky, spooky season. Now, listen. What do we expect is going to happen? Um, Louisville, just when you look at kind of the advanced metrics, I am a nerd, don't let my very masculine and cool mustache fool you. When you look at, like, the s p Plus numbers, Louisville is, like, hovering around the number 41 team in the country. Florida State is in the uh, is in the low 60s overall. I think they're, like, 64th. Now, obviously, some terrible performances at the beginning of the year. Hopefully, that will kind of even itself out. But Louisville is a team that's playing much better than its record suggests by a very... um. An efficient offense. They've got a. They got an extremely talented running back. Just once again, the slew of talented running backs that Florida State has had to deal with. Really not fair. Not fair, ACC. I don't like what you're doing. Uh, Javian Hawkins, a 3-2-1 guy, Brevard County, my county, home county. What's up, Space Coast? Javian Hawkins is very talented. They have an explosive wide receiver, uh, 2-2 Atwell. Don't let the uh, the ballet influence first name fool you. The kid is a baller. Um, Helmed by mobile quarterback, yeah, that's right, another mobile quarterback, in uh, Malik Cunningham. However, he was a little bit banged up against Notre Dame, so we'll see what kind of action, if at all, that he gets. That's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Louisville's offense is, uh, they'll grind you down. They're a grinder team. We'll we'll see what's going to happen. They're going to prefer, they're going to. They're gonna they're gonna propose some some challenges for the Florida State defense after like I said coming off that gas station dick pill performance can they string two good defensive performances together? Can they? I don't know. We'll see. Louisville's offense will be challenging to stop on the road. However, Louisville's defense not very good. Like I said, they held Notre Dame to twelve points. Notre Dame couldn't throw the ball. There was like twelve. There was like uh, twenty-five, thirty mile an hour winds in South Bend, so that game is kind of an anomaly. Louisville's defense has kind of been like a sev all year. I expect them to load up the box and really try to force Jordan Travis to beat them through the air. And to be honest with you, I think that we can. Uh, I think that Jordan Travis has had a a very promising command of the offense, and I think that we're going to put up some numbers on that Louisville defense. That's right here. You heard it here first from Trey's Economy SUV. So, got all the potential for a Florida State loss. We're underdogs. It's a noon game. We're playing against a team that has a bad record but is honestly due for a win. Um, and we're coming off a very emotional game before. So it's got all the makings of like a letdown game for a Florida State team and program that is not used to winning anything, let alone two games in a row. However, I believe in my Noles. I think that it might be a little sloppy at times, but Florida State is going to pull it out. They're going to score just enough to win. And I expect Florida State to waterboard Scott Satterfield and his Louisville Cardinals with a strong, tasty mint julep, just mint julep waterboards all over the place in honor of that, of that Kentucky Derby horse race. And I think Florida State pulls out a victory on the road, 30-24. Go Knowles! Thank you, double fries, no slaw. And check me out, Tom Ognation triple option. I'll see you guys every week. This is Trey Rowland, and you've just been treated to the drive-through. Beep, beep.
0: All right, so those were Trey Rowland's drive-through thoughts. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. If not, again, Trey underscore Rowland 59 at him on Twitter and let him know that it was terrible. Um, but if you did enjoy it, add him as well and let him know that you liked it so uh we have a special guest on very special guest um mark enos from uh the louisville area actually you're from florida right if i understand that correctly um but host of the drive on 93.9 the Ville. they're in louisville kentucky um i assume we don't have many louisville kentucky listeners on but if we do Monday through friday three to six check them out uh mark how are you doing tonight
4: well, you put the pressure on. I'm very special guest. Now I feel uh, I feel a lot of pressure. I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
0: Our last couple of guests were just like a special guest or just a guest. So, like, yeah, you we, we really stepped it up with you here. I'll Especially you. having the Louisville – the old-school-looking Louisville basketball shirt on. Oh, home Pretty field, good. man.
4: Home field, uh, home field apparel, dude. They came through for a little – they did. That's epic.
0: Yeah, they did some really cool stuff. They, have I, I don't even know where they came from, but they just popped up out of nowhere and started like doing really cool designs and stuff. Like I just started getting tagged and stuff. And I was like, "What is this?" But well, I never thought I'd be stuff. like, I,
4: I think I might buy a Hawaii sweatshirt. You know, like the stuff they have. Yeah, really, <laughs>
0: this stuff is
4: so great. Cool. Yeah.
0: Um. Well, thanks for hanging out tonight. Thanks for um, chatting with us for a few minutes before we get into it. Um, you grew up in Florida. What? Tell us a little bit about your background. Give us like the. 120 second or two minute overview like taking it taking it from florida up to louisville what took you up there and how'd you get into covering the the cardinals and what's up
4: yeah i grew up in tampa and i lived there pretty much my whole life and this is as a long-suffering buccaneers fan i lived in tampa uh for as long as you know from basically from birth right up until 2002 and then, as, again, as a Bucks fan, I move away. Literally, the year I moved away, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, they, they, Thank I you. I felt like I deserved Yeah, exactly. Every time I tell <laughs> don't people that, back like, this year. don't come back. Exactly. <laughs> don't come back this year. <laughs> That's exactly what I hear. So I uh, had family. Uh, my wife's family uh, lived here, so uh, relocated here. And uh, I've been here ever since. And I, uh, awesome. I moonlighted, you know, kind of doing the podcast and radio and stuff like that until I sort of maneuvered my way into a full-time gig. And I've been here ever since.
0: That's awesome. So Louisville in somewhat of a, in somewhat of a, I guess, a rebuilding status, right? Like for the last couple of years, trying to come back up from where they were at one point, what did, what is the mood there in uh, the area just on where the program is? I mean, obviously this year, a couple of close losses. um, So I'm sure they're not super thrilled right now with the current season, but what are the current thoughts around Satterfield and the program and the direction it's heading and, and all of that?
4: I think there's pretty big disappointment about this year, uh, only because of how much they overachieved a year ago. I think everyone really understood when they cratered at the end of, of Bobby Petrino's time here. That whoever came here, I mean, I spent a whole off season last year saying, "I hope they just look like they try hard," you know. I hope we just kind of see effort and, and 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 good attitude and stuff. And then they made five, and it was actually you know a pretty solid year last year and I think the expectation was this year with a lot of people back and and in in a year where everybody thought the more continuity the better uh, maybe even more than usual that they would probably take a big step forward and instead they've been on the the at the losing end of some of these kind of marginal you know close games and I think the biggest surprise and I think the thing that frustrates people is they were so explosive on offense a year ago. And it's the offense that's cost them the pit game. It's their offense that cost them the Notre Dame game a week ago. Uh, That's the thing that I think is really shocking people is they're not as effective on offense anywhere close to as what they were a year ago. And nobody really saw that coming.
0: Yeah. Outside of, um, the first half of this North Carolina game, if there was ever a team that was going to be a slump buster for a team that was struggling on offense, (laughs) it it was us, but you know, you'll, we'll see if we get first half (laughs) against North Carolina or second. Um, I want to ask you this, and then I'm going to pass it on to them to just kind of talk more about the game. I always like to get this perspective too. What is the perspective we've gotten it from some national guys that we've had on, but what is the perspective of Mike Norvell uh, at Florida State, um, with you know by, from other teams within the division within the conference?
4: I think in Louisville, people think a lot of Mike Norvell, and I can you know remember when Louisville went through the coaching search uh, after they fired Bobby Petrino. His was a name that people brought up. Uh, it, it just so happens that basically the athletic director was was enamored with Scott uh, and the fans were enamored with Jeff Brown. So it was never even going to really get to a place where perhaps Norvell would be considered. But I think people here remember possibly being in a conference with Memphis when they sucked uh, and having an appreciation for or at least understanding the job that Justin Fuente and Mike Norvell together had done, that Memphis was all of a sudden a really, really good program. And I think that when FSU hired Mike Norvell, a lot of people here were like, a lot of people here understand the ACC is a lot better off when, when FSU was good. And so when it was announced that that was sort of the hire they were going to make people were like good, that's, that's a good hire. That makes sense.
2: So Mark, I've been, the, you know, trying to figure out this Louisville team, you know, thinking about knowing we're previewing both previewing them this week (laughs) and I in last week man I I I didn't watch any of the game but I I see the final score and it's a head scratcher I look at the box score I see no turnovers I mean where did that defense come from because you know Louisville's been giving up a lot of points and then to hold Notre Dame but was it just Ian Book's not very good throwing the ball downfield and is that kind of a strategy you want to force on Florida State and make Jordan Travis try and beat you with his legs and kind of sell it on the run?
4: Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I, I spent a whole week, you know, getting folks ready to kind of grin and bear because I saw how well they ran the ball against Florida state, you know, a week ago. And I was like, Louisville's probably not even as good against the run as Florida state is everyone. Look, maybe you can, I, maybe you can win a shootout. That was what I kept saying. It was like, you know, Notre Dame's going to get theirs. Maybe you can sort of take advantage of, and I was kind of encouraged that Jordan Travis ran so well against Notre Dame. I had, no idea we were going to get a 12 to seven, you know, one touchdown a piece uh, game. You know, I think in the, that week after Georgia Tech, they realized Louisville's defense for the first time, like the, the cover, the corners are pretty good in coverage. Ian books a little bit of a noodle arm uh, and the linebackers are really great just getting upfield. And so I think they kind of made a decision, no more thinking and no more uh, trying to be basic. It was we're going to play as much man as we can and we're going to come after the quarterback. And I think they've got the linebackers for that. They don't have a great defensive line. So it was just sort of, let's be as aggressive as we can and see if, if, if Ian book can can throw it a little bit and and he really can't, he was three of 11 on throws over five years downfield, you know, in the game, it's just not uh, much of a weapon in that regard. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they, uh, if they did exactly the same thing against Florida state, I think Jordan Travis is a way better athlete uh, than Ian book is, but I don't know that he's necessarily a better thrower. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if the, the effort is exactly the same in the game plan is, or is exactly the same or close to it.
2: Yeah. And that, and that seems to make sense. You know, it, Florida state obviously uh, pulled a huge upset, but Jordan Travis only completed eight passes in the game. It's really his running ability and his threat of his running ability, which opens up the other running backs that kind of make Florida state's offense go. So that'll be interesting to see if Louisville sells out to stop the run and says, Hey, Jordan, Travis, we're going to give you these, you know, eight to 12 yard passes. Can you make them? Um, because we've not seen him do that consistently yet on the other side of the ball, Malik Cunningham seems to be similar. Is he a guy that we just want to make him try and make the throws? Cause he's certainly not a guy that you want to let run around because my fear with him, you know, unlike Sam Howell, who's a pretty athletic guy, he can turn, you know, nothing into maybe a five, six-yard gain. Cunningham can get to the end zone. So, I mean, it's it's it'll be interesting to see how, you know, Adam Fuller and Florida State's defense attacks it. But what do you see from this Louisville offense? It's obviously Malik Cunningham, 2-2 Atwell, the two names that really stand out. Yeah,
4: they're struggling. You know, the, the, I think the big thing with Louisville's offense is a year ago, they knew, no matter what, you know, seven foot tall 500 pound uh Becton. they could run behind him and really everything kind of went off of that and they miss him this year they don't have uh, that we know we can run the ball behind Becton and then play action and have big plays off of that they really miss that uh, and they don't have much of an identity and, I, and the truth is i don't know what to tell you about what to expect this week except that it won't look like it did last week scott has Uh, done the post-game press conference, the Monday press conference, and then yesterday's press conference after practice, and said, we have to be different. I can't be stubborn about play calling. I can't uh, be as predictable as I've been. So it won't look like it's looked so far this year. But I'll be honest with you if I tell you, I don't know what it's going to look like. I would expect Louisville to throw on first down maybe more than they have all year. Uh, And the, the short and intermediate stuff, that's not really Cunningham's game but I think it might have to be to sort of loosen teams up because teams know what Louisville likes to do so far and they've got to switch it up.
1: I'm kind of confused by this Louisville team. Just looking back at the past two seasons, Louisville has had a explosive offense and this year they're kind of struggling defense struggle, but of course they stood up last week. So I don't really know what team we're going to see this week, but I do know one thing when they were explosive, we found a way to come in and still get a win over them. So Yo, guys, a favorite this weekend. The last two years, we had a struggling team that only thing they seemed like they knew how to do was crank that soldier boy. We still came in and got wins. <laughs> so, I don't know. Is there any reason y'all should be favored this week? Because that one kind of confused.
4: I'll be honest with you. I don't know why Louisville is favorite uh, this week. I think if I watched Florida State against North Carolina a week ago and watched Louisville against North Carolina, I, I would make Florida State a, a slight favorite uh, in this one just because I – At least, they, you know, in the Notre Dame game, Florida State still put up a bunch of points, too. You know, I think Louisville, until they show that they can sort of get this offense going again, I wouldn't have made them favorites either. And you're right. The the Florida State game has always been, you know, when Louisville first joined the league, Florida State was the measuring stick. And Louisville has always had a bunch of guys on the team from Florida. So Florida State's always mattered, you know, a little bit more uh, than average. And the 2018 game, y'all got Bobby Petrino fired. Like that game where where Juwan passed through the, just the mind numbing interception and why Louisville even threw the ball, you know, never made any sense. And after the game, the players were furious at him for calling a pass. And then he ripped them in the locker room and they lost by like 40 every game after that, like it was over. So the Florida state game has always mattered a little bit more as to why they're favored. I don't, I I don't know. You know, I, I would, I would have Florida state a slight favorite in this one just because of what Last two weeks versus what Louisville's
1: done. Going in, um, a lot of people know about Tutu Atwell. Guy I like watching on the team is Hawkins. On um, he plays oh, yeah. tough. Um, makes a lot of plays. Very underrated. Um, do you see him making a big impact in this game? Florida State defense kind of showed up. They balled out against UNC last week, but we know they're going to have to go to Hawkins and Atwell during this game. But more so Hawker's in his aspect because Atwell, the struggle. So do you see him making a big impact in this game or do you think he was struggling? Yeah, he's
4: had good games against some good defenses. He had a really good game against Miami. Uh, he had a really – he had a good – he had the best game of anybody on Louisville's offense against Pitt. And, I, you know, he's really good. You know, Louisville just runs inside-outside zone. That's all they do. And he's really good at being patient. He's kind of short and he can hide. You know, uh, and he's – this year he's become more of a breakaway runner. Uh, I think he'll have a good game, but I think that you're actually going to see Louisville perhaps throw first and then sort of turn to him, you know, in time. Uh, But if he does have a good game, that's probably the single biggest indicator that Louisville is going to be in good shape because if he's running the ball well, then they can do all the pop passes and stuff to to, to, two out. Well, they can do bootleg and all the stuff that they do off of him. Uh, but every game this year where they haven't gotten him going first, the offense has really just been stunted.
2: So obviously, uh, you know, Florida State and Louisville, were not really rivals. Um, I'd say we're, we're close to it, but not really rivals. But w- what is the Louisville fan base? Do they have a extra animosity towards Florida State right now? You know, basketball season happened, obviously. Yes. You know, um, <laughs> Trent Forrest just destroyed Jordan Orr on national TV. And then you, yeah. you add in Jordan Travis and Chuba Purdy. It, it, how hated are we as Florida state fans by Louisville right now?
4: Oh, it's, it's way up there. In fact, it, it, there is a, you know, on the, on the text line on our show, when we talk about Florida state, like we don't even talk about Chubba Purdy and the text messages just come in. They're just like <laughs> F Chuba Purdy. Like it's just, that one really stung uh, because like i said when louisville joined the ACC they uh, Florida state was the measuring stick not 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 Clemson they hadn't sort of taken that last step yet it was you know Jameis, and they were the defending national champs and he just won the heisman and all that and you know in in Louisville's sort of ascendancy from being at a commuter school and playing on weeknights and stuff you know that o2 win against Florida state was like the first real really big win and step and so it's always mattered to them. but yeah there's a ton of animosity towards Florida state right now. Uh, be, because they it they got big time for Chuba Purdy and that's stung, you know. And, and I think uh, I hope he gets in the game. That's all I'll say. <laughs> well,
0: with, with how well we were hoping that a few weeks ago, but with how well Jordan's playing, we we don't. Yeah, I don't.
4: I don't. Jordan is a him. good quarterback, <laughs> by the way. That dude. Yeah. It's funny that he has he's that he has become seen as kind of a primary running weapon. You know, I remember him here, and I just always remember being very impressed. Like he can spin a football, man. But uh, Florida State's done a smart thing by sort of taking advantage of both things he's capable of.
0: Yeah, because he's really, really good at both. Yeah. Um, we talked about this a little bit. In, well, let me before we get into this, what uh, what has to go right? Like, what's the number one thing that Louisville has to be able to execute both offensively and defensively for them to for them to win this game?
4: Well, they cannot turn the ball over. You know, I, if you look at Miami, you look at Pitt. Uh, you look at Georgia Tech, they turn the ball over nine times in those three games. Uh, and after going a, a full year where uh, Cunningham went through five interceptions and no running backs fall, you know, in, last year, uh, they turn the ball over. And then you go and you play Notre Dame as number 14, maybe, uh, in the country, no turnovers, you lose 12 to seven. Uh, so if they, they cannot help Florida State, they can't make fields short. They can't short circuit drives or kill momentum, you know, things like that. Uh, and defensively, If they make the other team play kind of a drive game, they do a good job. It's a bust. You know, Miami got them with busts, not being clear exactly who's got whom. Uh, But like against Notre Dame, it was very uh, straightforward. And Notre Dame wanted to muscle them up. And they were kind of ready for that. And they did a good job with it. So I think assignment clarity with defense, not helping Florida State by turning the ball over on offense. And then I think it'll be a close game.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, we're all homers, so we're all going to pick FSU too. But I, I mean, sure. I, I agree. Like without a, without it being at Louisville, I mean, it essentially is a coin flip, right? Like it's a point and a half or point spread. So, I mean, it's, it's um I mean, it should be a really good game. Uh, it might not even be two very good teams, but it should be a good game when, when two, you know, kind of eh, teams sure. play each other. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in the DM, but since you're in bourbon country, my, my buddy, Brendan Sonone. I don't know if you're familiar with him or know him. Oh, yeah. He's coming up there. And uh, I told him to do some hunting for me uh, at some different uh, honey holes that he may or may not be able to find. But uh, I want to, let's, uh, let's make a bet on this. Let's bet a bottle of bourbon on this game. Um, I'd really like if you give me the points, but if not, we can just do it straight up. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's, uh, but you could pick it. You can pick the bottle of bourbon, like whatever you like that's up there, like close to you at your favorite. I mean like something that I can't get there. Like, you can go buy the bottle of bourbon. I'll either just pay you for your own bottle or you have to go buy one and ship it to me. But like, I'm not going to ship you like a bottle of makers up here, but let's bet a bottle of yeah, bourbon. Sure. I'll take the, I'll take the, I'll take the Knolls. You can, you can have Louisville, unless you want the Knolls, and then we'll. we'll flip.
4: No, I no, I, I think <laughs> it's funny. I, the, the, the coaches have put a lot of pressure on themselves. I feel like the, they're going to come through on this one. So I'll take Louisville on this one. Uh, and I wouldn't mind, uh, betting you i'm i'm a four roses guy it's not very far from my house honestly oh yeah so nice, i will nice. uh i will take care of you uh, in that regard and you can do the same uh, if we was able to uh to pull it off at least uh even if we bet money line at least it's not like clemson syracuse Did you, i don't know if either of you saw this 46 oh, and a 40. half yeah. <laughs> uh, Cle- 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 clemson money line is minus minus one hundred thousand. You would have to bet a hundred thousand dollars to win a hundred. <laughs> I might throw uh, a
2: dollar. I might throw a dollar against
0: Clemson just because. Oh sure,
4: right, exactly. Uh, uh, exactly. Just to make like ninety yeah. bucks.
0: So yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, all right, let's do our Richie. Let's run through this real quick, and we'll get Mark out of here. But let's run through our over unders this week. Uh Tell us how we did last week, minus whoever the guest was, and then we'll get Mark's picks on these.
2: Yeah. So it's real quick to go through last week man i i undersold it and lost this one bad ladamian webb we had 45 and a half rushing yards he was over 100 i believe tj and freddie got that i got that wrong north carolina 225 and a half rushing yards i was the only one that had faith in our defense and i came out the winner with that one um i was the only person who thought Shoba purdy would take at least one snap he did not so tj and freddie pick up points there uh Florida State longest pass play 34 and a half yards. I took the under. Freddie and TJ took the over. They get points there as well. And then North Carolina plays of 20 or more yards. I set it at five and a half. Um TJ was confident, took the under. It was over. I don't know the exact number. I stopped counting after I got to seven when I was looking at the uh the play by play. But on the season, TJ, you're at 21. Freddie's at 19. I'm at 18. So fairly close, but TJ's had a consistent lead throughout. So we're going to try and make up some here. So TJ, I want to make you go first on this one. Uh, LaDamian Webb total yards, 87 and a half.
0: Give me the over. All right. Freddie. Freddie, you're on mute. I'll take
4: under. Under?
2: All right. How about you, Mark?
4: I'll go over on that one. You know, I think that Louisville bowed up in the red zone against Notre Dame, but they didn't shut Notre Dame down. So I could see him getting yardage.
2: Yeah, he he's quickly becoming my favorite player on our offense. So I I'll take the yeah. over there. Um the next one, uh, I'm gonna start with Mark because he's the expert. So I have two two at at eight and a half touches on offense alone.
4: Oh uh out uh, eight and a half? I'll go over and a half. because oh, he's right. gonna get his pop passes and, and that sort of thing too. So I actually will go over on that. TJ,
2: I'm going to go under. All right. Freddie, what do you think?
4: I'll go over with that.
2: Oh, uh, man. I'm, uh, I'll am go over as well. I just think we're going to play that soft zone a little bit, and I think he'll get some plays there. Um, Next one, this has kind of been right in his wheelhouse the past few weeks. Uh, So Jordan Travis, 299.5 total yards. I think he's been right at 200 passing or, and right at 100 rushing the past two weeks um Louisville's defense I think they give up at least a big player or two I think I'm going to take the over on this one what do you think Mark
4: I'll I'll take under on that one uh I think if Florida State gets a bunch of yards I wouldn't actually be surprised if it's Webb uh, and running backs more than than Jordan Travis I think they'll be keyed on him and uh I don't know how many big throws uh Florida State will get so I'll take under on that
2: cool all right Freddie what do you think I'll take the over
0: over TJ I think I like the under as well. I think I kind of like what Mark's saying here on this under. All right. So this is similar, similar to last
2: week, Um, but we're going to go with this and I'll start it. Um, Jordan Travis, 99.9% of Florida state's passing attempts. I'm going to take the under because I think he's more beat up than we're being led to believe. I think he's good to play, but I think he may come out of series. Uh, What do you think, Freddie?
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know how healthy he is right now. So I definitely don't
2: think he plays all the snaps this game. All right, um, TJ, what do you think? Basically, anyone else throws a ball, including a, a wildcat type situation. Uh, the only
0: thing that, um, no, I'm going under. I think he plays all. I, I think if they bring Backman in, they run the ball a couple of times and, and roll with it. So yeah, I, right. I like under. Mark, I know this not is not really under, in your but wheelhouse, but I know you said you want to see Purdy. Do you think he might?
2: you think Norvell yeah. might throw a bone and put him out for a drive?
4: Yeah, I do th- I do think uh Jordan Travis is is beat up. Uh and I don't think Mike Norvell would mind to mess with Louisville a little bit and just remind people that uh Chubb is wearing Garnet <laughs> and Gold. Well, uh, I like so, it. Yeah, I'll take under on that. I'll take Yeah, that that'd be a nice flex if he was able to Oh, sure. Off. Absolutely. I would do it too. I would do it too. Both our quarterbacks for years. It's fine. Uh, so <laughs>
2: So last week it was the anomaly on the season as far as this stat goes, but it'll be interesting. Florida State, I have us at three and a half tackles for loss. Um, let's start with Freddie on the over. Point. Over. Actually, Mark's got the over. All right. I We should all take the over. Uh, take I thought this the one was over. over. <laughs> the They're gonna
1: build like the they did last week, and they they coming. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: I think if we saw the same defense from the first three weeks, that uh, I – Feel pretty comfortable taking that under, but I'm the, I'm hoping the defense used last week as a wake-up call. Man, they lived in the backfield. Even when they didn't get to Howell, they were in the backfield, so I'll take the over as well. Um, so not a whole lot of differential this week, but definitely some uh, disparity to get some points here. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, Mark, thank you so much for uh, taking part in our little over-under where the, the Barnes Sportsbook just makes up random lines.
4: <laughs> Sounds good, man. Anytime, guys.
0: Thanks, man. Have a good one. Good luck right, this guys, weekend, but not too not too much. I kind of want that bourbon. <laughs> Sounds good, guys. <laughs> Take it easy. Have a good night. You, Thanks, man. Mark Enos of 939. there in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, he doesn't sound super, super confident uh, that Louisville wins. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of get in our breakdown and then we'll get out of here um, so that you guys can go watch this Comedy Central debate. Um, but... W- What are your thoughts on the game? You know, give me your quick breakdown, preview, rundown, what you kind of think happens, and then we can kind of get into if if we have any thoughts or questions, and then we'll go into predictions and get out of here. But, Richie, what do you think happens here? So here's my biggest concern.
2: Florida State's been playing all these primetime games. The last two weeks, primetime against a top-five opponent. It's easy to get up and be ready to play a top-five team in Doak at night on national TV – But this team, nobody on this team has had a single game uh, with the level of success that we had last week. So uh, are they getting too high on themselves? Do they think they're better than they are now? That's my biggest concern. Now you're going to a sleepy nooner. It's on Fox Sports Regional, so everyone's going to be scrambling to try and find that channel. But then I heard Mike Norvell in his press conference on Monday, and he said something along the lines of he, he liked a lot of what he saw but he also saw a lot of stuff that pissed him off. And I think he's referring to those loser plays, those personal fouls, those, those dead ball fouls. So not necessarily, you know, a holding call, but you know, when you get the ball down to the two yard line, then you get a 15 yard penalty, stuff like that. So I think I'm putting a lot of faith in Florida state's coaching staff, Mike Norvell and and his entire staff to keep this team grounded and have them come out. Maybe don't have that same level of intensity they had to start against North Carolina, but I don't think they will be far off. Um, I think the defense is going to be important. You know, Louisville, like Mark said, on a down-to-down basis, they're not that bad defensively. But when they have a bust, it's a 75-yard touchdown. So so I'm, I've been back and forth all week, but that's my only concern. I think Florida State's the better team. They have better players. And if they come to play with matching that intensity from Notre Dame, North Carolina, I think they, they win this game
0: somewhat comfortably. Freddie. Uh, well, before Freddie goes, I want to ask Freddie a couple of things specifically about what Richie just said there. Uh, Freddie, how different is it as a player um, when you've played all those primetime games and you have them over and over and over again? I can remember Florida State had a bunch of primetime games and then they ended up having to play a little different, right? Because but they ended up having to play the Gators at noon. Not that I mean, you don't really need much to get up for the Gators, you know, ever. But I remember they played them at noon for the 2013 game. But how different is that? What is the impact, uh, especially home and away? Right? They've been playing all these primetime games at home but what what are your thoughts there specifically on that and then you can kind of get into the breakdown
1: yeah it's tough on for some of these guys to get up early in the morning I think a lot of people struggle with that Um, on those primetime games you know you have all day to get ready and stuff so it kind of helps out with the process getting getting yourself getting your mind ready versus in the morning some guys are still in the mindset man I don't want to play this early and then other guys they're ready for the game so you're battling half of the team's ready and half of the team isn't. that's why you see a lot of these games end up being trap games for teams. And that's kind of what worries me. I think early on our defense, they're going to come in motivated. They want to build off the performance they had last week. They've been hearing all this stuff all season and they're continuing to prove. They're going to try to continue to prove us wrong. But the offense, I think Louisville, like um, Mark was saying, Florida State is, has been the standard since they came into this league, so they're gonna come in ready to ups, upset. They're looking at this like a upset, so yeah. cut out all the records. They're looking at us like we're Florida State, despite everything we've done. They're looking at us like we're Florida State. They're coming in trying to make a name off of us this game, so they're coming in ready. And like you said, the recruiting, everything that's went went on, they're trying to prove a point against us. So. Offense, I think they'll struggle a little bit early on, but I still think we win comfortably. Defense is going to carry us early on in the game.
2: Real quick, Freddie. Yeah. Um. Just a. So this team. Th- tell me if this makes a difference. I know you didn't really do this, but Jimbo, I know he was a three three thirty practice guy every day. Mike Norvell practices in the morning. Do you think that helps them be in a noon game since they're used to practicing that early, or do you think it doesn't really matter when because game day is just different?
1: Yeah, game day is a little different. It May help a little bit, but. Game day is a little bit different. It's I don't know. It's, it's a lot different. Guys are going – adrenaline flowing different. Guys have gotten used to those time games, and then it just hits you different. I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's, they're going to have to play.
0: Freddie, let me ask you about this as well. Um, am I reaching here to think that, you know, obviously it didn't feel very good in the moment, but am I reaching to think that maybe it was a good thing that North Carolina came back in that second half and that game got so close – uh, would this be a bigger trap game if we truly had won, like forty-two to ten, or something like that? But because we did have to fight and see a lot of those things that needed to be corrected this week, it may have brought us back down to earth a little bit and and not have, be so cocky and, and thinking that we just blew out the number five team. But you know, we we nearly lost if if not for a couple of things. Am I or am I reaching there?
1: <laughs> no, I think he was um, on point. Um, if we blowed them out, a lot of a lot of our issues would have never got addressed. Guys would have thought everything was good. We we corrected all our mistakes, but it showed we still got a lot of weaknesses. We still got a lot of areas we can improve in. And despite us getting that big win last week, we got so much room to grow. We should blew up. And we got to take that step forward this week. So guys, despite getting that top five win, they're hungry. They're hungry going into this game, and they're ready to show people, all right, we're getting better. Like, we're tired of y'all talking about us. So it's great that it happened.
0: Yeah. And that's what I thought. I just kind of wanted to hear that that player's perspective um, on it. The one thing I will say, and, and, and I'm worried about all the things you guys are worried about, noon kickoff road, not prime time, coming off a big win, Travis being a little banged up, um, Louisville coming off some bad. I mean, I do not like to play a team when they're down, right? Like I'd rather Louisville be 5-0 and oh right now. You know, I don't want to play them at 1-4. They've had a bunch of close losses, and so they're hungry for that win. Uh, the one thing that gives me a little bit of confidence or the one thing that that does uh, kind of excite me is, man, the team goes as their quarterback goes. And I think Jordan Travis is an absolute warrior and he is, he, uh, there are certain players that you've never had to worry about them getting up for a game. You never had to worry about James getting up for a new game. You never had to worry about Jalen getting up for a new game. You never had to worry about that with Dalvin or some of these other guys. And, you know, Jordan Travis doesn't necessarily have the pedigree that those guys have. Right. But like, that's the kind of player that he is. That's the kind of warrior he is. And so, I'm excited to see him lead this team um, and I think the team will follow his lead. And, and I think that, you know, I don't think he's going to let guys just sit there. I don't think Norvell's just going to let guys sit there and be kind of like coming out slow and stuff. Like, I think he'll get on them pretty quick. So I'm excited to see Jordan Travis. I mean, hopefully he's rested up. Hopefully he, you know, we can protect him pretty well. He can get down and get out of bounds. He can make the right reads and not take a lot of hits, but, and I'm excited for this game. Saturday's gonna be a stressful day. I've got, uh, I've, I've got. Uh, I know you guys don't care about this at all, but Barcelona Real Madrid play at 10 a.m. for For those that don't know, that's soccer. Um, it's the biggest rivalry of any sport in the world. Uh, as soon as that's over, Florida State takes on Louisville uh, up north, and then I've got a wedding, and then I come home to game for the World Series. So I'm gonna be stressed out all day on. Um, Saturday. So you guys send up some prayers, but I'd like to go three, and on the day. Um, you, you kind of mentioned, uh, you know,
2: Jordan Travis and his mentality. I do think it's, he's going to be ready, right? He, he committed to Louisville. He was there and left middle yeah. of the first season, you know, the, in his uh, media availability this week, he was asked about that, um, uh, you know, leaving Louisville and he wanted nothing to do with that. He said, listen, it, you know, I, I don't want to talk about what happened there. I stay in uh, contact with a few players, but it was, you can tell through that answer he's still not happy about how things worked out, and uh we will we may never know the the full story of what happened there. But I do think this game is personal to him, and that that's gonna. I'm tipping my hat on my score prediction here, but I think he's going to come ready to play.
0: I mean, I think it would shock all of us if he didn't. Right? I think. I think if it. I'm not naming any players, but like if if most players on the team just did show up on Saturday, you w- you wouldn't be super shocked, right? Um not most, but like one one offs here or there. But I think the one that would shock you would be Jordan Travis. And so I think that'd be the one that we were like, man, that's the guy I expected, but and I and I fully expect it. I think he's gonna come out and he'll have the team ready. And Coach Norvell have the team ready. Like I said, like like Freddie and I talked about, I, I'm kind of man, I felt sick to my stomach on Saturday night, but I'm kind of glad they came back on us late there because I think it's gonna help us going forward. I, mean, I wouldn't have told you that Saturday night when I was
2: about to throw up from being nervous. TJ, TJ <laughs> I, I'd be willing to bet Mike Norvell would never admit this, but I think in the back of his head he's probably happy it played out the way it did as well because that made his coaching job this week so much easier. He can point out, you know what uh, the the you know fifty five picking up that personal foul, saying this this could have cost us the game. We only won by three. We would have had a touchdown here and, and other mistakes in uh, you know so when some of that those old uh, you know, uh, habits came back to these players. I think that comeback made Mike Norvell's job this week much easier than if they had won forty two seventeen or whatever you're saying.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you guys have any other thoughts before we get into predictions? Wrap this up and get out of here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's roll with it. What uh, what do we got for score? I got to look up my score. I don't even remember what it was. Richie, you go first. <laughs> yeah, man.
2: So, like I said, uh, I'm basing, I'm putting all my faith in in the coaching staff being able to channel that second half against North Carolina and having these players ready. Um, I think Florida state's the better team. I think the defense, if they continue to grow like they did, you know, that Louisville's offense is really boomer bust. I think the defense kind of steps up. I have Florida state. Again, I said it earlier, the wrong team's favored. I have Florida state 37, Louisville 24. So a 13 point win on the road in a somewhat comfortable game that, that leaves Florida state fans, you know, breathing a sigh of relief and feeling good that we just put, you know, two wins together, which we haven't seen a lot of the, the past few
1: years. Yeah, I think um this week defense is just going to show us that last week wasn't a fluke. We've been waiting on that performance all season. And the biggest question now is, are they going to do it again? And I believe, I believe they're going to step up and carry us this game. And I'm going to take us by double digits. I think we'll win somewhere in the range of 28 to 17. I think Louisville gets a little bit going, but they don't have enough to hang hang with us in this game when we get to win.
0: I think it's going to be a little bit closer than you guys. I hope I'm wrong and, and you guys um, are right on this just for, again, the nerves um, that I have to watch this game with. I like Florida State 38-31. I still think they win somewhat comfortably. Maybe Louisville gets a score late to kind of keep it going. I would much rather – Richie Scorby, correct? I mean, what I miss about Florida State, we were this close to making North Carolina quit last week, right? And I want to see a team quit. Like, I've seen my team quit a lot. I saw us quit against Georgia Tech, and it's like, I saw us quit against Miami. I've seen my team quit a lot. Um, I want to to see us make somebody else quit. Like, that's what I want to see. That's the Florida – teams quit against Florida State all the time when we were dominant, right? You come out – you're up big at half, you go out in the second half and you s- score that next touchdown and then you get the stop and they're done, man. You're up five scores halfway through the third. That's what I want to see. I want to see a Louisville team quit on Saturday night. I'm not predicting it, but I will hope Richie's right. <laughs> That's kind of what I want to see. I-, I like the offense to do just as well as Richie says. I, I like 38. I think the defense gives up one more touchdown, 38-31. Um but again, I I like the Knolls to win here. They're the better team. They're the better coach team, and they're playing better right now. And, and if they lose, you know it it kind of it kind of makes you look at the win last week and be like, man, what, you know, where we where we forget how to do, guys. North Carolina is much better than them. So, yeah. gotta gotta get up for it. But I like us to win. I think this is a prime
2: spot for a team to quit. Yeah, Scott Satterfield's an outstanding coach, but they are one and four. If they get down early, so say Florida State takes you know a twenty-one to seven lead into the half, and they come out in the second half and, and make that twenty-eight seven, that could be enough. Again, it's a one and four team. This that, that this is what scares me because they're it's going to sound so they're probably the best one and four team in the country, but they're a desperate team and desperate teams, man. When they when they see a, the light at the end of the tunnel, they're going to fight and scrap for every last inch. But if they see that slipping away from them, they still have a pretty young team. They're primed to quit, man, but you got to make them do it. They're, just, they're not going to just lay down it and, and just let you run all over them.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this several times. Teams don't look at Florida State and say, like, oh, this is a two and three Florida State, or this is a Florida State that's only won a max of six games in the last couple of years, or whatever. This is a Florida State team that lost their bullshit. They still look just, I mean, Mark even mentioned it tonight. This is the Florida State that they look at as the measuring stick in, in the ACC because that's who it was when they joined. And so, yeah, they, they're not going to lay down. They're, they're one and four, and they're and, and we're the Florida State, the measuring state. They're not just going to lay down for that. Um, but you can make them quit late. You can make them quit by, you know, not committing dumb personal fouls, not committing dumb penalties, not doing the things we did last week, um, you know. And and they will, you know. So that, that's what I want to see out of Florida State. They're the much better team, and, and hopefully they play like it. So, um, for the record, Harlan – Brian and Ed also picked Florida State. I don't have their scores in front of me, but they all picked us as well. So Got a consensus hopefully, we this week. Yep. hopefully we don't end up like the game day guys that all picked North Carolina <laughs> last week. <laughs> We're going to cry and MJ all of us if that's the case. Um, if you're watching this, if you're listening to it, if you can retweet it, share, like, tag a friend, we would appreciate it. Uh, I know there's a lot going on. If you listen to it tomorrow morning on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, if you could share it uh, to your social media, share it to your friends as well. We appreciate the love there. Stay tuned, or not stay tuned, but look, be on the lookout for Freddie's extra slaw, extra sauce, Oh, I'm gonna get canceled. God. Extra <laughs> sauce, extra sauce segment, uh, which has a new title sponsor, the Lemieux Company. Uh, Wilson and those guys over there are going to be sponsoring that. The good news there is they pretty much made it where we don't have to put that behind the Patreon wall anymore. They kind of Stepped up to the plate and uh, to use a baseball term, since we're in Louisville this weekend, they stepped up to the plate and uh, you guys don't have to pay for, or you don't have to sign up for Patreon to see that anymore. You, everyone gets it for free. So stay tuned for that coming on Monday. Uh, man, the Notre Dame one was fantastic. I watched it. You know, it's gotten a lot of views on YouTube Friday, like four or five of those are mine. Cause I just keep going back and watching it. Cause it is really, really good. Uh, shout out Harlan for his help on that as well. And shout out to Lemieux Company. We'll give you more information on them on Monday when we put that out. Um, check out our Patreon, patreon.com, Double Fries Pod. Also, uh, we have a we don't talk about it much, but we have a parent podcast um, that we're part of their network, part of the Big Three Roll-Up network. The Big Three Roll-Up dropped this morning, Thursday morning. Um, go check out their podcast. They get into a lot of other shenanigans that we don't necessarily get into, but usually the first 30, 45 minutes is Big Three Talk um, stay for the big 3 talk and if you like Shenanigans stay for the rest of the show too. Uh hilarious episode this morning. And hopefully nobody important listens that gets us canceled. So uh go check out the big 3 roll up. Guys, you have any shout outs before we get out of here?
1: Shout out to that yeah. dude at GNC that let me get them that um two <laughs> for, for 50 cuz I I would have paid 80 if I Listen, he probably watching this right now. My wallet was right in the car. I had a, I had a 50. <laughs> I told him my wallet was at my people house, so he let me get two for 50.
2: Yeah, man, it, it's a kind of a special one to me. I, I want to shout out my dad. So I, I lost him a little over three years ago to cancer. Um, yesterday would have been his birthday. And the reason I bring it up, because if it's not for him, I would not be here with you guys today. You know, he grew up in Syracuse, New York, so he's a big Syracuse fan. Jim Brown, um, Ernie Davis, you know, those are his guys. And then he moved to Central Florida in the late 80s. And quickly realized people actually care about college football down here. And you can't watch Syracuse games in Central Florida back in the 80s. So he kind of adopted Bobby Bowden in Florida State as his team. Took me to my first Florida State game when I was seven years old in Orlando. Been a diehard Florida State fan ever since. So I I was definitely thinking about him yesterday and and, uh, the bond we had over Florida State, which, you know, kind of has me here today. So, you know, shout out, Pops. I know you enjoyed this game Saturday and definitely want to want to
0: remember him. Yeah. Rest in peace, Richie's dad. Shout out Richie's dad. Richie, take us away with a song after that, man. I got no words after that one. <laughs> All
2: right. So I actually got a good one for you. I'm feeling pretty good right now. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Old Town in Kissimmee. They used to have an old like rock and roll hall where they'd bring in droops. And he brought me there. They had the Beach Boys once when he was kind of running that place. Play me some Beach Boys good vibrations. That's how I'm feeling right now.
0: I love it. Play us out, Harlan. Let's go get a win on Saturday, boys. Let's do it. I,
3: I, love the colorful clothes she wears And the way the sunlight plays upon her head I hear the sound of a gentle On the wind that lit a perfume
0: through the air picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving my excitations Good vibrations Good
2: vibrations Good
0: vibrations She's my mind She's
4: my She's somehow closer now Softly smile, I know she must be cursed. In her eyes, she goes with me to a
0: blossom moon. I'm picking up her vibrations, she's giving me the excitations. She's my, my, So my,